Turn up the heat this summer. Get propane delivery straight to your door with Cinch. C-Y-N-C-H. It's easy and convenient to order, and Cinch brings the tanks to your home on your schedule. Just go to Cinch.com. That's C-Y-N-C-H.com. Select your delivery date and drop-off location, and Cinch handles the rest. Now, new customers can get their first propane tank exchange for just $10 when they use promo code TANK10 at checkout. Cinch. Propane Grill Tank Home Delivery. Limited time offer. Restrictions apply. Visit C-Y-N-C-H.com offer for details. Who loves to tailgate? The Plato's Closet Fairfax and Manassas locations will be tailgating this Sunday. College students go back to campus in style. Plato's Closet will be putting out all their college apparel in addition to gently used trends from hundreds of popular brands. Shop and save up to 70% off regular retail prices. Don't miss the tailgate party this Sunday at Plato's Closet Fairfax and Manassas locations. Plato's Closet is now hiring. Find us in Fairfax in the Greenbrier Shopping Center and in Manassas at the shops at Signal Hill. Hi, welcome to Wonderful and Strange. I'm PJ. I'm Celia. And this week we are doing 1994's Interview with the Vampire. But before we get on to that, what have you been up to this week? Well, I've finally done the kitchen floor. Yes. Yes, kitchen floor is done. Yep. It, it looks done. really good, to be fair. It does look quite good. I was very yeah. impressed at your skills. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm pleased with it. Yeah, it's good. And the best thing is, because I've done it myself, if I get bored of it, I can do it again. In six That's months, true. I can do something else. Different colour. Yeah. Yeah, you could, yeah. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. It's good. Yeah, it's looking good. Yeah. Just don't spill anything. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's the problem when you no get new stuff in it. You're like, I can't yeah. use it. Yeah, I was wiping oh, up tea oh. this morning. Very, very we little like, oh. droplets of tea, very carefully wiped up. Yes. Yeah. Mm. But then it encourages you to clean it, it when does. it's nice, don't yeah. you? Because you're like, it's nice, I want to keep yeah. it nice. Kind Especially because it's got white in it. Yeah, yeah. Mm. that is why I will never wear white clothes because I spill stuff. I can't. I just. I wear white clothes all the time. Oh, I don't. And all filthy. Oh, I can't. Yeah. I, I'm too. I'm too clumsy. I just spill. <laughs> no, it's not for me. What have mm. I done this week? Went to a wrestling match. Oh yeah. Yeah, Preston Preston City Wrestling. Right. Yeah, and it was the first event in Lancaster. Who were the people? People I've never heard Triple of. Triple H. No, he wasn't the there. <laughs> Can you imagine? Hurt angle. Imagine that. Go to uh, Lancaster and uh, the Rock appears. I'd love it. But no. No. They were kind of... They, I feel like it was the first one I've been to, so from what I can gather, they're kind of known on that circuit mm. of PCW. But it's so. a probably a good night out. Yeah. yeah, it was really fun. Yeah, it's good. Should come with us next time. Yeah, mate, it's good. I might. Um, yeah, and it was a um, it was a cantina, which has just opened in Lancaster. Haven't been. It's really good. Mm. No, that was the first time I've yeah. been. It's like a big, it's like a big warehouse almost. It's really weird, but oh, that's weird. It kind of yeah. works. Yeah, yeah, it was good. And they have like they've got like a bar and some like street vendors there and stuff. It's really good. Sounds quite nice. Yeah, yeah it's all right. So I'm hoping it'll catch on and they'll do like more yeah. events there. So yeah, it was good. That's about it, really. Well, that's quite a lot. Else. That's quite a lot. <laughs> Done nothing else. So interview with the vampire, not, not a, a vampire. vampire. The vampire. The vampire. Yeah. A is nice it classic? The interview with the vampire. No. Or was it just interview with the vampire? It's interview with the vampire. By Anne Rice. By Anne Rice. Not Annika Rice. No. Different from people. Challenge Annika. No. The different people. <laughs> when I was young, I <laughs> thought we used to watch Challenge Annika when I was young. I used to and watch I, Challenge Annika. I used to think her parents invented rice <laughs> and that rice was named after her family. <laughs> my mum about it and she was like she's just called rice they didn't invent rice she's just called this just what she's called really did they invent rice no no it's just what she's called (laughs) unless Anne Rice invented rice and Annika Rice has nothing to do with it Anne Rice invented vampires (laughs) no she didn't (laughs) she invented the modern she invented she invented nice vampires that Mm. we can 
appreciate. She invented American vampires. Do you find it interesting that so many kind of supposedly ancient mythical beings uh, turn out to be American? Because a lot of a lot of stuff is made in America, and the actors are American. So all these kind of mythical creatures who are supposedly of the world and thousands of the world American. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Or British. Yeah. Like posh British. Yeah. Yeah. Oh well. Yeah. I I liked it. I remember watching it when I was a kid. I heard it on tape. Did you? Yeah, I recorded it off the telly. I saw it. At least half of it. In about the year 2000 or something. Yeah. Because I could remember bits from the beginning, but uh, not bits from the end. Yeah. It. Yeah. It's been knocking about for a bit, mm. hasn't it? Yeah, I've read, I've read the first two books, I think. So I've read Interview with a Vampire and The Vampire Lestat, which I think they did Queen of the Damned, I think, as a film. And I think that was based on The Vampire Lestat. Uh, I've heard of that film. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. I've, I've only seen about half of it. It's not very good. It's not as good as Interview <laughs> with a Vampire. No. But I do quite like Stuart Townsend as Lestat well, as well. He's quite good. Mm. But I also love Tom Cruise as Lestat. I think it's his best As film. soon as I saw Tom Cruise as Lestat, all I could think was Jimmy McElroy from Blades of Glory. <laughs> that was all <laughs> that I could think when I saw him. Uh, he has got fabulous hair he in it, which I think does. he should have kept. He should have just he's, gone with that hair. He's certainly got a few similarities. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I feel like that was like peak 90s, like mm. peak. It's like Brad Pitt, Tom Cruise, Christian Slater, Antonio Banderas. It's like yeah. all the good the people. 90s in. people. Plus yeah. a young Kirsten Dunst. And a young Kirsten Dunst, she's so good in it as she's well. She's very, very good. She's she, really good. Considering her age, Yeah. when she's acting, she genuinely gives the impression of being someone much more like mature. Like old beyond her years. Yeah. yeah, she does. She really does. And she's I'm good. sure. I'm sure that's her first film that she did. Or oh, one of her first Wasn't films, she at least. E. No, that was Drew Barrymore. Oh, it was Drew Barrymore. Yeah. Because um, cause the bit where E.T. dies, because like, she got really like attached to the puppet. Did so she? when it was like, yeah, she like thought he was real. And then when, oh, when he died, like yeah. she thought he died and she cried so much. And they had oh. to like get the... They had to get the E.T. puppet and like reanimate it and say he's just pretending he's not really dead and yeah, she was like distraught apparently. Oh, bless her. And I was like, oh. No wonder she had a drug problem later life. I know. They Very confusing. Ruined yeah. They, they ruined her small mind yeah. by making her believe that E.T. was dead. See, I don't know how I feel about child actors because at, at one time I'm like, well, the, the modern the industry isn't perhaps the healthiest environment for a child to be in. Yeah. And obviously being famous and stuff isn't perhaps isn't very good for them. But at the same time, you kinda need children in stuff. Films and television. Yeah. yeah. It. Otherwise it's kinda like not representing Everybody. Everybody Yeah. Yeah, it, you can't really get away yeah. from it, can you, I suppose. Mm. But then I I think you've got to be quite grounded and Yeah. And quite It's probably if it's a a well run yeah, production, well think, managed production. Yeah, and you've it got probably to have, isn't going to be that bad. I think you've got to have people around you as well mm. that are quite. Well, we've said this before, haven't we? Like, you know, you get a lot of like yes people, and yeah. they just kind of do stuff to make you happy. Yeah. But I think sometimes you need people to be like, look, right, what are you doing? Stop yeah. it. Is that Brad just, Renfro? Brad Renfro. Off um, the film that I forget the name of. The it's something like it's called like The Witness or something. Mm. The you know the political kind of law thriller where the, he's like a young boy who witnesses a mob oh, lawyer's right, okay. suicide and then anyway he was oh, a young right. boy in that I think we'll find out yeah and um he really went off the rails as an actor yeah well a lot of them do well yeah. Drew, Drew Barrymore did yeah. for a bit didn't she and like Macaulay Culkin and everything yeah. but then there's some that that have been all right like all the way through. Mm. It's weird. Depends who, you, who sort of looks after you and stuff, I guess. Corey what you Feldman. get exposed to. Corey Feldman. Feldman. The two Corries, yeah. Yeah. That's it. It's crazy, mm. isn't it? Maybe it's not a good environment for children. Maybe it's not. No. Oh, well. Well, anyway, yeah. in this film, which features a child. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, before we get started, there will be spoilers. So if you've not watched the film, I'm kind of assuming everyone's watched it, but if you haven't, have a little pause, go watch it and come back to us. Mm. IMDb, it scored a 7.6 out of 10, directed by Neil Jordan. I'll do a quick synopsis. I'm kind of guessing that everyone knows what it's about. Um, a vampire tells his tale to a news reporter, including how he came to be and the others he met along the way. Yeah, I love this film. It is, I think it's one of those like nostalgic films mm. that I've seen when I was a kid which is weird yeah when you see something when you're young it always kind of holds yeah, a special place I loved for it. you blew yeah. my mind I quite liked it yeah yeah it is really good I think as well because it's um, the screenplay was actually written by Anne Rice like I find the dialogue's really nice mm. in it and it flows really nicely and like I'm not I'm not a film expert at all like by any stretch of the imagination but I've just yeah, it's it's nice. It, uh, it's just not, yeah. It's very yeah. wordy and I like it's it. Wordy. It's wordy. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, so we start on the title and it's nighttime over the city of San Francisco. I quite like the opening. I like that bridge. Yeah, it's not like good. a night yeah. scene, yeah. isn't it? And then you get all your credits going over it and and it sort of zooms into people just going about the business basically mm. and then we we end up in this room where Louis is looking out of the window and speaking to Christian Slater, who is interviewing him. Yeah. And, it, yeah, the, the, the sort of an example of the um, the dialogue, he, he, sort, he sort of said, oh, you're going to do this interview? And he says, I'm the collector of lives. Mm. And I quite like that. I thought that was quite cool. Um, And he kind of starts chatting to him and then... He sort of casually drops in. He's like, "Well, I'm a vampire," and he's like, "Right, okay then." Yeah. Uh, so is Christian Slater like a a normal journalist, or is he like a a supernatural journalist who believes it already? I think he's just a journalist. Mm. I think from the from what I can gather, he's just an ordinary guy, but he does seem to kind of believe it immediately. Like he doesn't. Yeah, it's he like doesn't he really question knows. it. Yeah, it's like as if he's seen something which has led him towards yeah Louis, and then. And Louis he, has invited him in for a discussion about it. Yeah, yeah. but he doesn't... Yeah, he, he just kind of... Because he says, like, he's seen him watching him and he was sort of watching him watching him back kind mm. of thing. And then he goes to switch the light on at, like, breakneck speed. And then he kind of freaks out a bit then and he's like, how did you do that? And he's like, well, I did it like you do it, but I did it too fast for you to see. Yeah. And then, And then he's like... He says something about being human and then he says, I've not been human for 200 years. And then he kind of goes into the story of how he came to be. We get a flashback to New Orleans. He was 24 and he has experienced the loss of his wife and child, which I guess in that time might have been quite a common thing. Yeah. Well, yeah, he said it was a different time. Yeah, we yeah. were saying like people didn't really live that long no. then, did they? Um, but you can sort of see like he's unhappy with his life and he's just wasting his life. He's gambling and he's kind of picking fights with people to see if they kill him, which is kind of a sad existence it's a bit to sad. be in, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. You and wouldn't then... need to pick fights at that time, would you? You'd just go out in the street and probably catch just... a terrible disease and yeah, maybe just cut it. your leg or something. Yeah, and you'd be dead. <laughs> Um, and then, unfortunately, um, he comes across Lestat, and I think he must have been watching him. And obviously, mm. is is not. He just wants to die. Basically, that's what he thinks. He's on this path of self destruction, and he wants to die. Um, so he gets bitten by Lestat, and then he asks him, "He's like, do you still want to die?" And he says, "No, basically." It's that kind of thing again, isn't it? Of that thing, like people are like, I, I want to die, but then when you actually face to face with it, yeah, you're, actually, you're actually like, no, do I don't. I want really to live. Want to die. Yeah, yeah. So he he takes him, he te- he sort of le- well, he drops him into the sea. Yeah, and leaves him, yeah. and then uh, he ends up at home and he's ill, and then he comes back and sort of says, "Do you want to be made a vampire?" Kind of thing because he's still. He's pretty mm. ill at this point, and he's 
And he sort of says, well, yeah, all right Yeah, then. okay. Yeah, I'll give yeah. it a try. Yeah. So he takes, him to the, go wrong? Yeah. he takes him to the graveyard to see his last sunrise or to say his goodbyes to the light and makes him into a vampire, basically. And he sort of goes through, like, his body dies and he says, oh, your body's dying, pay no attention. It happens to us all. And then you get the transformation. Mm. His eyes change colour. It's dead quickly, doesn't it? Yeah, his eyes change colour. His hair looks a bit more nice. Yeah. I, I'm sure I read somewhere as well, because, like, the vampire aesthetic, they're kind of quite pale, but then you can see, like, the veins. Mm. And I'm sure they did, like, um, like a tracing of the actors and the veins oh. that they could see and then use the template and... Painted them, painted them back in. Yeah, wow. I'm sure that was a thing. But yeah, I think it was quite it's quite effective. Mm. I think that it's quite a like for a sort of vampire look, I think that's quite good. I quite like it. And he, he sort of says that he sees differently and kind of debunks these myths of garlic and crosses and so steaks and he's like that's all, those all things not true. Don't affect them. But they need coffins. I don't understand that. Why just why do you need to have a... Like, I understand they need to block out the sunlight, but could you not have blackout blinds? But they didn't have them poster. then. That being said, didn't they have, like, big lavish curtains in those days that yeah. were, like, really thick? Or you could just have a normal bed in the cellar. Yeah, I'd want at least a pillow. Yeah, it at least. It comfortable. I'd be like, mm. I did not sign on for this. Get me a pillow, please. Then he kind of finds out that he... He sort of he sort of goes out with Lestat and he's kind of teaching him the ropes and he sort of says, I don't really want to kill people. I'm not comfortable with it. Yeah. Um, and he's like, well, that's what you have to do to survive. So, you know, get over it kind of thing. He says that he can live on rats, but it's not really... A, it's not really living, just, he says, I think. Mm, it's like, it's not really a way mm. to live. And... It's just the thought of the fur. Oh. Yeah, Ugh. and I think Rats. yeah, Lestat just likes to kill people. He, oh, he yeah, enjoys it. He, he loves sees it, it as a sport. He? Yeah. Um, and then we get the the uh, the old woman and the fop, and he sort of says, <laughs> "Oh, yeah." He after her husband, so she's a piece of work. Um, and he she blamed it on one of the servants. Can you imagine what happened to them? Mm. So he's like, sometimes it's better to do the the bad people, which kind of makes me think, see, I really like Lestat and I feel like you're not meant to like him, but I like him and I feel like that that kind of shows that he does have a little bit of... Maybe he did at one a stage. moral compass. Yeah. So when he was young... To an extent. Yeah, he's kind, yeah. Of, kind of, like, twisted it to suit him yeah. himself. He's a like, bit. He's a, bit yeah. like, a bit like Dexter. Like, Dexter is a serial killer, but he only kills people who are... Like oh yeah, I've not watched Dexter, but that's really good. A good idea. Yeah. But yeah, it's kind of yeah. So, but I still like him anyway. So he goes off with the old woman, and Lestat takes the fop. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't know if it is in the book or not. I think it is because I, I feel like they they do like love each other, but I don't know if it's like. They've definitely got a very strong bond. It's like a they? deep sort of mm. yeah. It's like a bond of love kind of thing. I don't know. But yeah, anyway. I thought it was done quite well, as in they didn't yeah, shy did. away from it, but they also didn't turn it into a like big... something over the top. It was just part of the characters. Yeah, that's it. It's mm. not like... Yeah, they don't make like a it big was like, yeah, they song sort of and dance really about it, about it, it yeah. it's quite... It's like it's a normal... It's normal. Mm, it's a normal yeah. thing, which I do... Yeah, I do quite enjoy that. I, mean, I feel like people have talked about that before. Um on some other podcasts that I have listened to. So Louis decides that he doesn't want to kill this woman and he kills a poodle. I feel worse about those poodles. Those poor poodles. They did absolutely nothing wrong other than be pets to a a bizarre woman. And then, yeah, so then Lestat comes and breaks her neck, Mm. which is grim. And they have a little argument and he's just laughing at him and he just says, like, that's why I picked you because you're just full of rage and anger and, and I just um, quite like it, really. <laughs> and then he, he storms off and he, say, he says that, um, just remember, life without me would be more unbearable. 
Would it? Oh, would it? I think yes, because well, I mean, the stat has a, a certain fun. charm. Yeah, yeah, it's fun. I like. It. I mean, the killing is not great, but he is quite fun. I'll give him that one. Um, then we cut to his, because Louis owns this big plantation. Um, we cut to the plantation, and he's been eating chickens. Whereas Lestat's been eating all his servants and yeah. there's just bodies everywhere. Which I feel like if you were going to kill people, maybe don't do it on your own doorstep. Because yeah. people will People pick up on notice. these sorts of things. Yeah. People tend to notice murders on their own it's, land. Yeah. yeah. And and it's kind of... Yeah. Louis ends up going out and then basically everything goes sideways then. And he kills his servant Yvette. And then bursts out of the house and basically says, this house is cursed and your master is the devil. You're all free. Get out of here. Yeah. And then throws this body at these other servants, goes back into the house. This is the start of the arson because every house that this guy goes in, he has to set fire to it. Like... He can't go anywhere without setting he, fire to a He house. cannot leave a region without burning it down. Burning it to the ground, yeah. it's insane. Um, so he's, <laughs> he's just setting it on fire and he's just sat there and I think he kind of plans on sitting there with it and going up with it. Mm. And then uh, Lestat comes and he's just like, for goodness sake, like, what are you <laughs> doing? And he was like, oh, brilliant, you've set fire to the house. What are we going to do now? Live in the gutter. Because I think he's accustomed to a certain way of he life. He certainly is. He's got a certain standard. He's got a taste to... of the finer things in life, Uphold. and he does not want to live in a cemetery. Mm. And then it cuts to them in a cemetery, and he's just like, "Well, I hope you're happy now. This is what we're doing." <laughs> and he was like, "Well, you can do what you want, but you have to, you, you know, you have to kill to survive." Basically, he keeps saying this, but he's not having it. They move into another house, or they're in a hotel or something, or a room mm. for board, and, and basically Lestat kills this woman, and then he kills the other woman by biting her in the boob. Yeah. Which she seems to really she... enjoy, and I feel like you would know mm. if someone bit you, because you'd be like, ow. But then she, well, she starts screaming, and then it all kicks off. And then, it, yeah. yeah, and then but then it kind of, it does it. I think he does it to goad him into yeah. taking out because he's like, well, you better end her suffering because she's not in a good way. But he refuses and then he ends up killing her. And then he storms out and finds this street where they're bringing bodies out and yeah, this guy's like, don't plague. go in there, it's a plague. Did they have the plague at that time there? Yeah, I think so. There was two plagues, wasn't there? Plagues, There was bad the news. bubonic plague mm. and the pneumonic plague. Plague. I don't know. I couldn't tell you what dates they were, but yeah. It was like 1300s mm. for one of them, wasn't it? Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. I th- I'm assuming because of like the ships and stuff, it passed around. Yeah. I'm not Googling the plague. I don't need that. Oh, no. Well, I don't need that in my life. Not when. No. Well, I'm just no. No. Just no. I've seen I've seen things. I don't like it. Ugh. Um, and plague that's was bad. It was bad. Ugh. Where did it come from? Where did it start? I can't remember which one it was, but one of them was fleas that bit rats. Yeah. That then bit people and then they got it. I'm assuming that was a bubonic plague. Yeah. But I don't know. I'm not a historian. I'm not very good with dates. Anyway. But yeah. Anyway. So, yeah, this is where Louis meets Claudia and she's basically sat in a room crying over a mum who mm. was obviously died. He's obviously already died for oh, a while. It's so yeah. sad. Yeah. It's so sad. And she's like, please help. And then he bites her because he can't control himself. Mm. And Lestat finds it hilarious and does a little dance. Does a dance with the dead with the dead mum. Body. Oh, yeah. God. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. And then uh, he, he sort of he goes into this sort of big speech about how like he felt at peace finally now he'd had this blood and if but then he felt bad about it mm. because he's killed a he's child. He's tormented, isn't he? Oh, he loves it. He loves being guilty about everything. Oh, so then he ends up signing a sewer and he eats some rats. Yeah, <laughs> that I feel like that's what he do. It's like when uh, if if you're feeling sad, like you know. You go and get a bit of chocolate. 
he he gets a rat. Gets a rat. He has a little rat. Mm, and then um, yeah, Lestat basically says all they need to find you is to follow the corpses of rats. Here you are. <laughs> and then he's like, I've got a gift for you, and it's Claudia. And he's like, Oh, I thought I killed her. And he was like, No, no, she's she's okay. And then he's like, Why don't you change her? Because if you don't, she'll die. Mm. So then he's like, Oh no, what do it? So he does it. And then we get the transformation of Claudia and all the ringlets appear. Beautiful ringlets of hair. How does that happen? I don't know. Yeah. Maybe she was supposed to have curly hair, but because she was like poor and she'd not brushed not her brushed hair, it, it, was, it flat. was flat, maybe. I don't know. Don't know. But I do like it. I, lo- yeah. I like the, yeah. But she basically takes to killing like that. She's oh, like, yeah. Yes. She was well, she was probably up for it before she even died, the way she takes to oh, it. Oh, yeah. She's yeah. like, yeah. But she's very similar to him in that... And then he kind of looks upon her as a student almost. Mm. But then I was like, oh, it's like they've adopted. It's like they're two gay dads (laughs) with a daughter. It's so cute. And they're quite happy for a bit. And then uh, she gets told off for killing in the house. And he's like, no. No. He like slaps a little hand. Yeah. Yeah. There's a bit where he says, oh, she used to sleep in my coffin. I suppose it's like when little kids like sleep in the bed yeah, of the parents. Yeah, she gets her own coffin. And then, but then still gets into his. And I'm sure she was holding a doll that looked like Brahms at one point. I was like, <laughs> I swear to God, that's Brahms. That's where he came mm. from. And she revels in um, killing, basically. She loves it, yeah. Oh, my God, yeah, she loves it. And she... she uh, she sort of plays with them a bit. You see her in a doll shop. She just takes what she wants. She's mm. not bothered. She's spoiled, isn't she? She's very spoiled. Yeah. Very spoiled. Oh, her piano lessons. Trigger. The trigger. Trigger from Only Fools. Was and it Parties. actually him? Yeah, I IMDb'd <laughs> it. It is Trigger. I knew. It How did he get this? But did he like from the top? Having done a bit of Only Fools and Horses, thought I know. I'm gonna go try Hollywood. It's kind of. I feel like there's always a time where english actors act uh, actors do well in hollywood mm. and then they get these little parts and they appear in stuff and you're like oh yeah that's you can you imagine if lestat was um del boy and louis was rodney he would not have had <laughs> the charisma that tom cruise not had quite it wouldn't have been quite the same would it or the most beautiful hair not quite the same no. did trigger do any other parts in uh, that era in la or did he just get i assume he must have done so yeah and i suppose some stuff i don't know if like some of it was filmed in brown because you've got pinewood studios and stuff yeah um but yeah we seem they didn't film it all in new orleans no it's not trigger yeah but yeah he he gets got (laughs) um she gets told off again and we sort of get a a years years pass by mm. they kind of live in the little family life yeah. and they're having quite a nice time and they seem quite happy and then she sees a woman having a bath yeah with the doors open with the doors Which open is weird and then you were like why would you have a bath with the doors open and i was like plot point yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so she sees her and she's she's kind of like i want to be her and She's like, will I be like her one day? And they kind of... No, no. not really. No. Kind of skirt around it. You can't even cut your own hair. Yeah. You're not going to age. We get to... Um, he, he basically sort of says she she was an adult, but obviously she looked like a little, mm. a little girl. And then Lestat brings her a doll. And then she sort of says, I'm bored of dolls. Also, she's at this point, she must be about 38 years yeah. old and you're bringing a doll. Yeah. She doesn't want a doll, mate. No, it's weird. But then she sort of, she sort of says, is it my birthday? Because you bring me one every, the same day every year. So I'm assuming that's the day that she got made mm. into a vampire. So it's kind of sweet, really. Wow. But then he sort of says, oh, some of these are... are awful now you should get rid of them and then she just flies into a rage and she's like fine i will and then starts throwing them off the bed which reveals the woman that we saw before dead and they're like what have we told you about this and then she's like i wanted to be her but i don't know how killing her sort of helps that no i don't think it does no no and she um she goes mad she cuts her hair 
and then it grows back and she shrieks the place Furious. down. Yeah. And then basically says, who did it? And then it gets down to the fact that uh, Lestat did it and he's like, she's asks him how he did it and he's like, why would I tell you? I'm not telling you. <laughs> and then she cuts his face. And, and then it heals. Yeah. Pretty and much then, straight away. And then... Louis ends up taking her to the house that they found her in and he basically tells them what happened mm. and then she's kind of like well you both did it because you fed on me first and then he made me into a vampire so yeah. you're both responsible kind of thing none of it was a particularly it ideal was, like, was it? it was like when couples have a baby when they like <laughs> clearly hate each other to yeah. paper over Patch the cracks. It over the cracks. Yeah, yeah, that's what she was. She was a little plaster in their relationship, mm. unfortunately. And she she basically says to she says to Louis like I can't be mad at you because you're like my family, mm. but he's gotta go. <laughs> We've gotta leave him. He's bad news. And then we get to the best bit in the film it's my favourite bit <laughs> I love it she finds Lestat playing the piano and sort of says to him he's like oh are you, st- are you still mad at me or whatever and she's like well I've got to he's like we've got to move on I've got you a present and it's two little boys like two twin boys isn't it mm. and then and then she says they're drunk on wine yeah and so then, yeah, they're just asleep. Yeah, he's like they're That's drunk fine. and asleep. I've brought them for yeah. you. And then she's like, I promise to get rid of the bodies because they're <laughs> in the house. And you were like, That's like when you were a kid. I promise I'll do this, mum. Yeah, I promise I'll do the dishes and take <laughs> out the bins. Yeah, it's it's weird. It's so twisted, isn't it? Yeah. And then he's like, Right, okay then. And then he's like, Do we forgive each other then? And she's like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yes, yeah, yes, of course. And then he bites one of them and says, Oh, he's like. They've had absinthe, and and he's like, oh my god, like absinthe, because absinthe is quite strong. Mm. He's like, yeah, if you if you drink someone's blood who's drunk, do you get drunk? Presumably, yeah. Cool. <laughs> um, and then she she says, no, it's not absinthe, it's laudanum, and she says it killed them unfortunately, but it keeps the blood warm. And then he's mm. like, oh, you fed me dead blood. Which is really bad for them, apparently. Which is bad yeah. for them, and he does not look in a good way. No, and then she slits his Ill. throat. Yeah. Oh, it's awful. She's harsh. She's well harsh. Um, and then they basically just stood watching him die. And she's she asks Louis to lift her up because the blood's yeah, going to get on her shoes. Yeah, she's going to get it on her precious shoes. Yeah. Which he does. Yeah. Such a diva. And then she, she's like, what shall we do with him? And then he's like, are you not bothered? Like, you're dead kind of thing. And she's like, nah. <laughs> she's not bothered. And then she's like, the swamp. And then they throw him in the swamp. <laughs> Bye-bye, Lestat. Yeah. Good. Um, And I think part of Louis feels bad as well because he sort of says he was my maker. And I think you do have that kind of bond. Well, they did have a bond at some point. He... They decide that they're going to go to sort of rebuild a new life and she becomes kind of obsessed with finding other people that are like them. Mm. And uh, the day that they're meant to go, they get ready to leave. They set the birds free, yep. which probably wouldn't survive if they're no, captive birds. I don't birds. think so, but mm-hmm. anyway. Um, and then there's a knock at the door and he says, oh, that'll be the carriage. Just get, you, get yeah. your things and we'll go. Oh, no, no, it isn't. No, it's it's Lestat and he is pissed. He's back and, and he doesn't look good. He does not look good. Doesn't look well. To be fair, the makeup for that was amazing. That was good, He yeah. looked a mess. Yeah. Um, he sort of flies in and he, he has a tussle with Louis and he shuts the door, but then he's upstairs playing the piano again, saying, oh, yeah, um, I've been living off. It was like the the alligator were fine, yeah. and then I started on frogs and frogs. all the putrid life in mm, the Mississippi. Mm, lovely. And then he sort of says, "I'm feeling a bit more like myself." And then the best line is just like, "Claudia, you've been a very, very naughty little girl." It's true. What did he expect though? Yeah, mm. that's it. Um, 
and they have another tussle. Louis throws a lantern at him, sets him on fire. Yeah. They run to the boat. Meanwhile, another house has <laughs> house been set on fire. Down. Probably not just the house, probably half the street as it well. It did look like it, was, it had spread. The fire engine was a barrel on a horse-drawn carriage. I know. They're they never going to put that having, out. They were no. not having a good day that oh, day, were they? Yeah. <laughs> the whole um, town probably burnt down. It did look like it had spread when they yeah. <laughs> when they were leaving the boat. It was like basically all mm. of New Orleans was burning. Not good. Um, So they had they had this time on the ship... They said that the there was a plague that struck the passengers, but they were immune to it, mm. obviously. And then they said, and then they got to the Mediterranean, and he said, "I imagined blue waters like the." I'm assuming he was quite a well travelled man because he was quite rich. He had a plantation mm. and stuff, and he was like, "I expected the waters to be blue, but they were night waters and they were black." And well, yeah, and he can only of, go out at night. Yeah, and he's just kind of. Yeah, he's just, he's very melancholy about mm. everything, isn't he? He's just like, blah, 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 black water. If your eyesight is really good, though, would nighttime not feel as bright as the daytime if you've got, like, super eyesight? Mm, I don't know. I don't know. Because presumably they not... can see really well at night. Yeah. Because otherwise, it doesn't really make sense for you to only be able to go out at night if you can't see in the dark. That's true. Switching to GEICO is a good idea, especially when you consider everything. First off, GEICO makes it easy to switch. They have licensed agents available 24-7, online or over the phone. But if it's so easy, you might start thinking everything is easy, even big wave surfing. And it's not. It's actually quite difficult. Well, if you switch to GEICO, you could save hundreds on car insurance. And you could keep saving by bundling your motorcycle, boat and RV, plus your home or renter's insurance. But saving money might lead you to make some questionable purchases, like a 20-foot feather boa. And do you know how hard it is to clean a 20-foot feather boa? Well, they do have an industry-leading mobile app you can use to pay your bill, file and manage a claim, or add a new driver. But when life gets a little easier, it makes you too confident. And you start calling everyone ace. And you're better than that. Well, GEICO has a 97% customer satisfaction rating and has been saving people money for 85 years. It's hard to beat that. But you're right. Switch to GEICO. It's obviously a good idea. Switching to GEICO is a good idea, especially when you consider everything. First off, GEICO makes it easy to switch. They have licensed agents available 24-7, online or over the phone. But if it's so easy, you might start thinking everything is easy, even big wave surfing. And it's not. It's actually quite difficult. Well, if you switch to GEICO, you could save hundreds on car insurance. And you could keep saving by bundling your motorcycle, boat and RV, plus your home or renter's insurance. But saving money might lead you to make some questionable purchases, like a 20-foot feather boa. And do you know how hard it is to clean a 20-foot feather boa? Well, they do have an industry-leading mobile app you can use to pay your bill, file and manage a claim, or add a new driver. But when life gets a little easier, it makes you too confident. And you start calling everyone ace. And you're better than that. Well, GEICO has a 97% customer satisfaction rating and has been saving people money for 85 years. It's hard to beat that. But you're right. Switch to GEICO. It's obviously a good idea. But then it might not look like daytime. It just means they can might see just, stuff. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Who well, knows? That's a more in-depth question, <laughs> really, isn't it? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, They end up going to Paris. And they sort of end up building a bit of a life there. And then they meet... He meets... Was it Santiago? I can't remember that what it's called. Creepy mind. Stephen Rear. Mm. He, yeah, he's walking along the street and sees this guy who ends up copying his movements and miming, but then r- runs up a wall. And then Armand comes and says, oh, simmer down, what are you doing? And yeah. he's, it is, he basically sort of says, oh, well, I've been looking all this time for our kind and I find this guy. <laughs> really? What is this guy? Um, And he gives him a business card. <laughs> Which I thought was weird. Come and see our stage show. Come yeah. and see our, yeah, the theatre of vampires. And then he said something about, re- he said they can read your thoughts or mm. something. So obviously, like, they've got this big secret that they've killed Lestat and they're sort of dealing with that. And then they're watching this programme, this, program, this theatre of vampires. So it's like vampires pretending to be human, pretending to be yeah. vampires. And then she's like, how avant-garde. Yeah. <laughs> 
which made me laugh. I don't know why, but I just thought it was funny. And then at the end of the at the end of the show, they basically feed off this woman. Yeah, and the but audience really just does sits anything. there and watches it. But yeah. I'm assuming they think it's part of they the... They just think it's part of the show. Theatrics, yeah. yeah. And this woman kind of offers herself up and then he's like, you wait your turn, <laughs> which I thought was quite funny. So I'm assuming they prey on people who go to the maybe. show, maybe. What? Bad ending to a night. I know, that yeah. is a bad... That's a b- b- bad... It's a bad show. Night out. Yeah. Awful. Bad review. <laughs> He, yeah, our man kind of takes them in and offers offers them a drink from this poor little boy yeah. who's got bites all over his hands. Poor little boy. I know. At least he hasn't changed him, I guess. Mm. And then I think, I don't know if he, I don't know if it's, he can read his mind or he's like a, like um an empath kind of thing because mm. he kind of gets vibes off yeah. people and he, and he sort of gets that he has sympathy and but longs for death and feels guilty about killing people and he, he's basically like, you're beautiful to me, you're amazing and all this lot. And then he's kind of obsessed. He, I feel like he like becomes a little bit obsessed with him, doesn't he? And yeah, it's like he kind of wants him for himself. Yeah. But obviously he's with Claudia, like he looks after her and he's basically like a dad. And they end up going through this stage thing and Stephen Rear comes back and he says, oh, because I, th- I think he's thinking about something and then he asks him about it, doesn't he? Because he can read your thoughts yeah. kind of thing. And I forget what says, it was, but they, they showed that they, he was... Yeah. Yeah. He's, oh, if, I think he says, like, he wronged Lestat and then he's like, how did you wrong him? That'd freak me out. That. I'd be mm. like, do not listen to my thoughts. Yeah. Um, Although... As I said at the time, if he was listening in on my thoughts, he'd be like, yes, you do need to do the dishes. Yeah. I'd be listening to my thoughts and be like, my God, you're boring. (laughs) Please. Um, You know, when you're just like, when I get in. I'm going to do this. I do the dishes. Mine's normally, what am I going to eat? Yeah. Listening in on that. I suppose if I was a vampire, that would limit my choice. You wouldn't have any dishes, would you? No. And you'd know what you were going to eat. You'd know, oh, better check out those d- dead bodies. Yeah. That'd be better, about it. Better get rid of them. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> um, he does say as well, I don't know if he knows at this point, because he says, oh, there's one thing that we don't like tolerate here, and it's killing your own kind. Mm. And then I think he's like, oh, I think we need to yeah. leave. Let's get your coat. Um, yeah. he, he kind of sort of says like that we, we should go she decides that she wants a companion in this woman because he's, I think because she sort of sees Armand and how he has feelings for him or mm. kind of and then she, she basically says well I need somebody because you're going to leave me so what am I going to do because she says she can't do it herself. Yeah. Because I don't think she's as strong because she's... Maybe. Cause she got, it's, I think it's because she got turned when she was a child. She doesn't have mm. the capability that an adult would have. Maybe. Which is awful, that, because you are essentially she's an adult a trapped child in a child. Forever. It's weird. It's, yeah. so, it's really sad, isn't mm. it? It's yeah. so sad. Oh, I'd hate it. I hated being a child. It was awful. So he ends up turning this woman so that she has a companion. And yeah. then he, he kind of, I think that's like the final thing he's, he's done. That's like the last of his humanity. Yeah. He says that he lies on the balcony. Yeah, he's yeah. basically like, that's it now. I've, I've, I've done it now. To be fair to that woman, she was did seem like quite a nice lady. Like she was trying to take care of Claudia. Yeah. Like, she seemed like a pretty good choice. She out had of a everyone. very short she had a, life. A short time, didn't um, she? Because then all the vampire show burst in and mm. take them all. They basically say that the two women are gonna die and he's gonna get put into a brick wall forever. Yeah. Um and they put him in a coffin. And brick him up, and I was like, "That is terrifying." That's like horrific. Being like it? buried alive yeah. or whatever—that freaks me out mm. big time. Oh, it just 
It's horrible. Ugh. Yeah. No. Yeah. Well, they knew that. They were deliberately doing that just to torment him. Yeah, they put they put Claudia and her, her woman friend in this. It's like a it's like a sort of round Fixed room well with yeah. a win. Well, no, it's not even a window, is it? It's just a it's hole. A hollow top. Um, yeah. And they basically get burnt by the sun mm. and turned to ash. It's horrible. Yeah. That. And Armand releases Louis from the wall. And then as soon as he comes out, he's like, where's Claudia? And he's yeah. like, I can't help her. He goes to the room and just finds them. Like, the, yeah. like it's so Holding sad. They're like each clutching other. each other. It's yeah. horrible. I hated that. And then um, he touches them and they just crumble. Yeah. yeah. And it's all the all the the, the sort of theatre troupe. They're, they're all like sniggering about it yeah. as well. Like as he goes in, it's like, it's really horrible, isn't yeah. it? But then what I theater said. theatre troupe? Oh, they're awful. They are horrible, aren't they? Yeah. She, but then I said, they don't like vampires killing their own kind. And but yeah. then, when they do, it. they kill their own kind for yeah. it. So you're breaking your own B- Double rule. standard. Yeah. Yeah. Who's really at fault? Well, yeah. Yeah. They're all at fault. If they really knew that, maybe they would have killed him too. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Um. So I think he... He kind of, he sort of talks to our man, but he kind of gets the feeling that he set it in motion, and he. Mm. But I, th- like, he basically saved him because he wanted him to himself, but yeah. then made sure that they got killed, which I think is very selfish. To be very honest, very selfish. Yeah, very selfish, and he is not happy about this, and he decides that. He's gonna take revenge, and then it cuts to the present, and he cries a little tear on his hand. Tear. And then yeah. he, and then he sort of says, "Oh, vampires can cry," and he was like, "Well, yeah, but it's not very often. It's, it's basically a shed twice in tear. eternity." Yeah. yeah, but then you can tell like he pro- he feels, he still feels guilty about her death, and mm. and he did like love her like a daughter yeah. basically, and it's it's really sad. And also, when you're a vampire, you've got to live. For hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years with that baggage on your mind. Would you not end up being really, really bitter? Oh, yeah. it'd be horrible. Mm. I don't like it. So then he, he says, yep, so I exacted my revenge. Uh, and what does he do? He burns the place down yeah. again because he loves setting fire to He stuff. can't leave an area without burning somewhere oh, down. Yeah. Mm. But he's really good when he's like setting fire to the coffins and then killing everyone with a scythe. It's it was awesome. quite risky for him. I kept thinking he's he's very close to those flames. Because he was might really, have burned. Yeah, he didn't yeah. have very much regard for himself. No, I no. think he was more worried about killing all that vampire troop. Yeah. Um. The the death of Stephen Rea is the best one because he's um because he's a mirror he's like mirroring him with the scythe but then jumps behind him but he must know he's doing it and turns around and yeah. just cuts him in cuts half cuts him in oh, half diagonally yeah. like an onion great <laughs> but then he comes out into the day and then realizes oh it's mm. but then he must have known it was daytime because yeah, they were in bed they were all in bed they're all in bed yeah. But a carriage comes to save him and it's Armand. And he kind of says, you knew what I would do. So he must be able to read minds mm. as well. And he was like, well, yeah, I knew what you were going to do. That's why I'm here. Because I've saved you from And the little boy is driving fire. the carriage. That poor little boy. What? He gets fed on and uh, he has to drive him can about. Can we have a feel place. about what's happened to him in the end? I wonder what did happen. Mm. I think he's just like know. a companion. Yeah. And he, he sort of, yeah, he takes him away and he kind of, says that I can teach you how to live without regret because, obviously, he's not having a good time. Yeah, because the, what are the rules? They've got to be um, beautiful. Beautiful and... Live without regret. What was the first rule? Live without regret or something, yeah. And he's like, Somewhere I can teach you these things. Yeah. But, then he, but then he sort of says, well, what if I want the guilt and the pain well, and yeah. to live with it? Because I feel like that's kind of his last hold on humanity mm. and it kind of keeps him in touch with the world yeah and it it kind of says as well because he's apparently the oldest living vampire is armand mm. and he kind of says at one point you've got to move 
with the times yeah. because well, you just they get change. Left behind. Yeah, which is very true. It's true. Um, and he's kind of like, I can teach you to do this, but he sort of says, I'm not interested. I'll mm. find out he's by myself. Yeah. yeah, he says, I respectfully decline, <laughs> and leaves him. And then he goes traveling. He takes a a gap year, <laughs> or gap gap. <laughs> Century or whatever, yeah. Um, and he and he basically goes traveling, and is he just is basically mourning the loss of Claudia, and he yeah. says, "I see her everywhere," and it was kind of a "what's the point" sort of thing. Um, gets back to America in the must be in the like seventies, eighties. Um, goes and sees Superman, at and the he cinema. discovers the cinema where yeah. he can watch the sunrise, which I thought was quite nice. Yeah. And it's kind of he, he has learnt to adapt, and survive. Through, all these sort of changing mm. times, which I think is quite a good. I do wonder about the financial, kind of like we were saying. Yeah. So what did, did they, retain like investments somewhere? They must do. Yeah. Which obviously accrue interest over like hundreds of years, or say if they own property and the value increase. Is that? I they bet do? they do. I bet they do, and I bet they say they're like um. They have a shares portfolio. A relative of. Yeah, they'll yeah. say they're a relative of X Y Z and yeah. claim it. Long lost grandson who's got the same name and face. Yeah. Because they can't claim. Well, they can't say it's them, can they? Yeah. But I bet they say like they're they're a blood relative of whoever. It's gonna get harder and harder with like modern passport control and stuff like facial recognition. Yeah. They're gonna have to really. What if, what if they're scanning people for body temperature at the airports to stop the spread of disease? And like, well, this person's already dead. You appear to be dead. Yeah. Why are you dead? Get your own boat. I'm just very cold. That's what you'd have um, to do. Yeah, you'd have to live on a boat. You'd have to get your own boat. Get a, get a long boat like on a canal. Is that what Chris Jericho's done? Is Chris Jericho a vampire? Maybe. He's got his own know. cruise ship. Does he actually own the cruise ship, or is he just an attraction? I don't know if he attraction? owns it. I'm not sure. I think they should stick with the canal on their boat. Oh no, they're too small. <laughs> They'd be ideal. And wobbly. They'd be ideal. You could go under the imagine, radar. Nah, imagine, radar. imagine. If you're not Louie and you're not setting fire to your stuff mm. on a regular basis, imagine how much shit you would collect over yeah. hundreds of years that you'd would have not to fit be, on an arrow You'd have to absolutely be ruthless. As ruthless as you are at killing people, you'd have to be the same level of ruthlessness. For not hoarding for stuff. Not hoarding stuff. You'd have to be like, absolutely oh, bare can you imagine? Can you imagine? A oh, hundred years has passed. I'm going to have to clean out. Yeah. If oh, those who don't have jobs, what do they do to occupy their time that doesn't involve accumulating stuff like going shopping? Yeah. Late night shopping on a Thursday. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I bet they love the winter in Northern I Europe. Imagine I'd, I'd learn languages and learn to play That's instruments. That's a good idea. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah Claudia was really good at um, piano. And yeah. She was good at drawing too, wasn't yeah, she? Yeah, I'd do stuff like that, I think, yeah. to pass my time. Mm. That'd be quite nice. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. <laughs> So, yeah, so he's back in America. He's going to the cinema, loving life. Well, as far as he can, anyway. Um, and then he says that he smells death from graves, which is awful. I don't think I could cope with that. Mm. I'm not good with smells. No. 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 And uh, he ends up going to the old house that him and Claudia left, because you can recognise the spiral staircase. And he finds Lestat. Still there. He's Has alive. he been there all this time? I think so. Wait, what's he been doing? I, I assume he must have done. Has it taken him this long to get better? He, yeah. I'm assuming he must have been there because it's derelict and nobody's mm. been in it. So I'm assuming he's kind of stopped people from He'd knocking it put down you off. or whatever. Yeah. You're like, what oh, living dead are here? Um, yeah. And he sort of... He sort of says to it, he's like, I shouldn't have done it. I shouldn't have made her. She shouldn't have been one of us. Um, and he kind of says, like, have you, have you come to to help me? And, like, we can sort of be companions again or whatever. Mm. And then a helicopter comes and he freaks he's out like, of the oh, helicopter. Oh, light. no. But then he's like, it's false it's light. False it's false light. Gonna... And the he's stat like, the needs noise. to catch up. Yeah, yeah, this is the thing. He he hasn't, and I suppose that was a thing the whole way through. He's not adapted. He's not changed no. over the times. He's not. He's kind of stuck to what he knows and what he will do, and yeah. it's got him nowhere basically. But he 
it's like the the sort of roles have reversed from Louis and Lestat because yeah. like Louis is the teacher now because he's kind he's of been learning how life. to live. Yeah. yeah. Um, but he he sort of says like re- remember me how I was because he's obviously mm. not. In it's a not great so way. good. He isn't. And I, I was like, it's like when you meet an old ex and, and you sort of like, remember that time? <laughs> that was funny. Mm. Um, and it, it kind of struck me as that kind of meeting, but he he decides that he's not going to stay with him where he's kind of become his own person. Yeah, I think he needs to move on. Yeah, That's it. He's kind of moved on and, it, and then he sort of says, I've never, I never saw him again after that, mm. which I was like, oh, that's a bit sad. Yeah. That made me sad. Um, and then he sort of says, no passion, just... he sort of, I can't remember how he words it, but basically he's just existing. Yeah. And he's empty and he's not happy. He's a shell but of a he's man, like, But he's exactly like he was when he yeah. was a human. Maybe you're kind of eternally stuck in the state you were at when you yeah. died. Yeah. Maybe. That's it. So obviously the sat was stuck in sort of... Um, some kind of hedonistic hedonistic dandy lifestyle yeah (laughs) brilliant yeah it's kind of yeah he's he's basically the same so Mm. he's 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 lived all that time he's learned so much stuff he's changed so much as well but he's still the same but he's still the same he's just whiny (laughs) oh man and then the, the interview was like oh is that it is, is that, that how it? you're going to end yeah. it? It was like, well, yeah, there's nothing else to tell. This is where I'm at. Like, And that's how I'm it's going to continue to be. Yeah, basically. And he he ends up sort of saying, the interviewer sort of says, make me into a vampire and I'll be your companion. And then he basically grabs him against the wall and he's like, is that really what you want? And he's like, mm. no, no, I don't. No. And then, he, and then he goes, leaves him alone and he grabs his tapes and gets the hell out of there, which he would. Um, Gets in his car, driving off, and is like, wow, like, what just happened kind of thing. And then starts listening to the tapes. Yeah. And then he's like, this is good stuff. And then Lestat comes (laughs) and bites him um, and then says, uh, what is it? He's listening to this tape and he's like, have you not heard enough? He's like, I've had to listen to that for centuries. (laughs) Always whining. And then he's sort of half dead in the back seat, and then he just goes, "Don't worry, I'll give you the choice I never had," which is exactly what I said to Louis. Yeah. And then just laughs and drives off. Drives off. How he's did st- he learn to drive? How did he learn to drive? He's still in his old-fashioned dandy clothes that he's been in for three hundred years. I love that. When did he learn to drive? And he's on a bridge. Imagine if imagine your first driving experience on that is bridge. in a red convertible on the San Francisco Bridge, oh, whatever no, it is. I think I'd have a meltdown. What's that bridge called? Golden Gate. Golden Gate Bridge. bridge. Is it? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So your, your first driving experience. Golden Gate Bridge. It's on no. Golden Gate Bridge. You'd be in the sea. Yeah, I would be in the <laughs> sea, and then I'd be like, oh yeah. no. The thing is, though, I reckon that he would be just seen as like um. He'd just be seen as a hipster. In the 80s, yeah. if it was in the 80s. New romantic. New romantic. Mm. They'd just think, oh, he Look really likes sleeves. Adamant. Look at the cuffs on that blouse thing. He just likes yeah. Adamant. He's mm. a quirky guy. Yeah. Blend right in. Mm-hmm. So maybe it's that thing. You know, like where they say, like, fashions Fashion come goes back round. And he's waited yeah. long enough. It's come back it's on a come back major round. loop. Yeah. yeah. That's it. So he's he's driving for some reason how we don't know why and then we get a lovely cover of sympathy with the devil oh, and then the credits mm. yeah i think it's guns and roses yeah. i think the originals the rolling stones i don't know i think um yeah and that's it and then you get the credits and then you're mm. like yay Lestat's still alive it's, so it's the next film is christian slater in it no. Is it just like that? Yeah. Fair so, enough. So, yeah, the next book, The Vampire Lestat, is about Lestat, funnily enough, and he is a rock star who is, like, the lead singer of a of a rock band who 
I think he basically says that he's a vampire, like out and mm. out right. But people think it's like a persona, <laughs> like that is kept because yeah. like they're they're like a goth band and they're like, oh yeah, you know, oh, he's a vampire kind of thing. But yeah. Is it, yeah. Can you imagine him playing music though? It would be like three hundred year old chamber music or something. Oh no it? no no! He's adapted with the times. Up. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's uh, yeah. The I've not watched the film. The film's called Queen of the Damned, and I think that's what it's based on. Mm. I don't know if it's if it's on. I think it's two books possibly. I'm not sure, but yeah. Is it? It's all right. It's all right, but it's not good as. That was good. Yeah, my rating would be four and a half out of five Mm. for this one. Gore, probably a two. It's not major. I mean, there's a few bits, but it's not like... Where where he gets cut in half and it looks kind of gross Mm. after he's come out of the swamp, but it's nothing like really, really bad. Humour, I'd probably give it two. There was some funny bit. I don't think it was designed to be... It's not hilarious, but, but there are some funny bits. There are some, yeah. I think it was the more the Blades of Glory <laughs> yeah. similarities. Yeah. I don't think I'll be able to see that. No. Way. Yeah. I think that was peak Tom Cruise. Mm. That and Mission Impossible. Oh. Yeah. Or a bit Top Gun. See, I'm not overly asked about I mean, Top like, Gun. Like, I don't... I was more a Mission Impossible yeah. person. Yeah. See, I didn't see Mission Impossible for a while oh, I liked Top Gun but I agree yeah he's I understand not everyone likes Tom Cruise because there's sometimes something about him that isn't very likeable but then his films are likeable yeah that's it mm. like I do probably quite like a lot of a Tom cocktail. Cruise films yeah Risky Business Risky Business yeah what's that Days of Thunder yes also what's that one Rain Man? No. What's that other one? That it was... Oh, is it called Far and Away? Oh, I don't know. And he's like... it's. I'm sure it's a film he did with Nicole Kidman and... I can't remember what happens, but I quite liked it at the time. I can't remember. But yeah, oh, there's loads. I liked Risky but Business. Peak, peak Tom Cruise. Mm. I don't think he was the first person to be offered that part either. I wonder who it was. I can't remember. I feel like the um, the interviewer as well was like, look, they got... Maybe Trigger got offered I the think... part. <laughs> but it was like, no, I'll be the no, piano, I'd, piano I'd rather uh, take a back seat on this one. I'd rather know. the piano teacher, please. Mm. Yeah. I, think... I still can't believe it was him. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure the... Um, the interviewer role, I think they were thinking Leonardo DiCaprio, possibly. Uh, I want to say River Phoenix, but I don't uh, I don't know. If they remade it, who would you cast in it? Leonardo DiCaprio would be good as Lestat if they redid it. Mm, yeah, maybe. Who'd be Louis? Mm, I don't know. I feel like they shouldn't remake it, though. No, I think that would upset me. They just be the same. No, just don't remake it, guys. Just leave it. They will remake it. Oh, Everything's getting remade. Yeah. They'll definitely remake it. It's probably in the works right now. Ugh. It'll be starring Kirsten Dunst as her older self. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh they'll have God. the same actors. That wouldn't work, would it, because they've all aged? Yeah, they'd have to put a lot of makeup on. That said, they don't. Yeah, Brad Pitt doesn't look that old. I saw him on the Oscars the other day. I'm really glad that Parasite won loads of stuff. I didn't see that, but I wanted to see it. I've not seen it yet, but I am glad because it's like a horror genre film, and I'm glad that it won. I was annoyed that Midsummer didn't get any mention at all, but weirdly, it was in the intro. You know, like they do like a musical number at the beginning. Not really. I've never really watched the Oscars. Like yeah. I've, I've literally never sat down and watched the Oscars. They do like a they do like a musical number at the beginning, and and I was watching it and I was like, this is all like to do with Midsummer. Why? Mm. But I don't. But I was like, you like it enough to put it in this, but not give him a nomination. What's that about? I don't know. Nah, not into it. Oh dear. Yeah. Anyway, more horror films. Mm. More horror films, guys. Get them in the Oscars. Yeah. Um. Next week, we're going to do 
Cherry Falls. Oh. <laughs> We're back on the uh, 90s, 2000s slashes. I don't remember that one. It's it's interesting. No, I remember it coming out. <laughs> I never saw it. It's interesting. Is it interesting? It's interesting. Oh, well then. It's a bit cheesy, but I quite like yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> um, in the meantime, we are on Facebook at Wonderful and Strange. We are on Twitter at WNS Horrorpod, and we are on email at wonderfulandstrange at hotmail.com. If you want to get in touch, if you've got any requests, tell us what you think about Interview with the Vampire. Mm. And watch Cherry Falls for next week. <laughs> and we'll see you next week. Bye. Cox can help make your home smarter and your life easier. Now you can use your Contour voice remote to connect to your home life cameras so you can view them right on your TV screen using simple voice commands. That makes it easy to keep tabs on what's happening around your home right from your couch. Need to keep an eye on the kids when they're playing outside? Just say, show me my backyard camera into your Cox voice remote and watch them while you're in the house. And if you're waiting for a delivery and want to make sure it's there on time, no problem. Just say, show me driveway camera to check on it with your Home Life HD cameras on the TV screen while you go about your day. When you live in a home powered by Cox Internet, you can stay connected to what matters and let Cox take care of the rest. To learn more about all the benefits of your connected home, visit cox.com slash thisishome today. Cox can help make your home smarter and your life easier. Now you can use your Contour voice remote to connect to your home life cameras so you can view them right on your TV screen using simple voice commands. That makes it easy to keep tabs on what's happening around your home right from your couch. Need to keep an eye on the kids when they're playing outside? Just say, show me my backyard camera into your Cox voice remote and watch them while you're in the house. And if you're waiting for a delivery and want to make sure it's there on time, no problem. Just say, show me driveway camera to check on it with your Home Life HD cameras on the TV screen while you go about your day. When you live in a home powered by Cox Internet, you can stay connected to what matters and let Cox take care of the rest. To learn more about all the benefits of your connected home, visit cox.com thisishome today.